Resident Evil. Alright, uh, fuck. Hello, everyone. How you guys doing? Okay, bro. Hello, everyone. My name is Immortal Brando, and uh, today we'll be discussing the new RE drop from, uh, oh, the Summer Games Fest, or back on my bit, wherever it was. My apologies for that. Um, so, to start uh, things off, though, I'm gonna introduce my panel. I'm actually gonna stop from the top with this, uh, AK Austin. So. Hello, hello, it's, I'm back again. It's only been, what, like a week or two? A uh, year! It's glad. <laughs> a year for some. I'm back. It's me, AK Austin. I'm uh, really excited to talk about the Resident Evil news uh, that's recently been around, but uh, yeah. I am heavily excited. Resident Evil 4, one of my favorite games of all time. Resident Evil Village, another one of my favorite Resident Evil games of all time. I'm excited. That's all I have to say right now. Uh, Andre. Uh, yo, 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 it's me, uh, Andre B. Venom, and um, yeah, uh, we got a lot of hype stuff this June, and uh, we are going to be talking about Resident Evil 4 and uh, RE8, and I cannot wait. So this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, I'm also really hyped for this, especially the RE4 remake, Resident Evil Village. I really enjoyed it, so can't wait to talk about it. Uh, Lady Sundari. Uh, what? No. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's actually Lady Tolkien. I'm super excited to be back on yet another podcast with you all. Back to talking about Resident Evil 4 Remake again and the uh, DLC. So I'm super pumped for this. Undead Gamer. Um, you do so. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to be back again and uh, talking about some new Resident Evil stuff. It's very, very exciting and I can't wait for it to be released. And unfortunately, uh, bring it out. <laughs> Unfortunately, go screw yourself. Oh, I can't wear mute too. Shut up. Shut up. All right, I am here um, as my mic uh, finally gets back into the equation, and I cannot wait to talk about the Village DLC and Resident Evil 4 remake. I think it's going to be fun, and let's get right into it. All right, I have to take an intermission here for Brandon because his mic was staticky and really low. I will answer the question that he asked here so the audience could tell what exactly is going on. He said that, how do you feel about Resident Evil Village now taking a third person perspective over first person with this additional new mode being added into the equation? Yeah, uh, how do you guys feel about it being third person? So I will start off first, of course. Uh, personally, I'm actually okay with it though, but I just hope the games actually, you know, was really, really built around it because it'd be one thing, you know, to have two modes up, but if the game wasn't built around it having a third person, it could actually, you know, potentially screw you over or break the game, you know? So I hope Capcom did some really good testing on the third person mode. Uh, pretty good. Oh, you can go ahead and go next. Okay, so I think for more or less, this is fine. This is a new perspective on the game being tested and going through it with a new camera angle, which should add a new dynamic. Um, I know that this is going to be a lot more refined and polished than the third person mods for Village. Um, some people retroactively said they should have probably attempted to do this in RE7, but I mean, I'm just fine with it at least being here as a test bed for the future. One thing that I'm curious about is them attempting to put in 
Ethan's face and are the cutscenes going to be changed in that regard considering it's third person because that shadow has to go obviously and it wasn't on his face in the trailer overall i'm excited and uh, i'm just hoping that they took it to the account how the game is tested and how it plays but they have like plenty of time to do so so um it's the same thing with virgil as well in dmc5 they tested him he plays great in the final product so i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and see what happens with it and that's my turn done all right, on gaming, uh, you want to give your take? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it goes back to, I mean, how Resident Evil's been played for for so long. I definitely like the first person perspective. It um, it definitely brought you into the horror a little bit more. Uh, maybe not so much an eight, uh, but it it's definitely interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how they go about doing this um, on something that it was originally built around the first person angle as opposed to you know going back to the 3d i mean it would be kind of cool for them to go back and do it on seven but i think seven just works really well as is um so they don't necessarily need to do that it would be cool but it wouldn't be necessary um and like uh like ren said i just kind of hope that it's you know it's made well enough that uh it's not gonna break anything um and then you know side little side note it will be exciting to see what ethan actually looks like <laughs> all right um i actually don't mind them putting it in third person as well i was probably uh well there's quite a few people that didn't mind that it went to first person for seven and eight but i know there were quite a few that were really upset about it for whatever reason and um I enjoyed the first person point of view, but it is going to be kind of nice to see it in and play it in third person as well. Um, so now that we know what Ethan looks like, which we knew for a bit now, but it's going to change up the game a little bit compared to first person, obviously. So I'm really excited to replay through it again once this um, point of view comes out. Uh, Ender? Um, I don't think it's actually a really bad idea bringing third person perspective because you can just play it in a different perspective and just relive it all just like you would with the classic Resident Evil games really no complaints from me about it that's about it uh, Andre? um I'm actually all, I'm down for this. Um, I'm actually really kind of glad they're doing an option like this because um, one thing I'm really curious about is how the cutscenes will look like in uh, third person mode. Like, will it still have the first person point of view while you're like, you know, even looking at the person, or it will have the third person point of view? But I'm definitely down for this. Yeah, I really want to like, um, I really want to re-experience Village again with this uh, new update. So yeah, that's what I have to really say about it. It's a mention over, so go ahead, Austin, and say your piece. All right. Give it a second. There. All right. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, when I found out that they announced that they were doing a third person, I was like, all right, cool. And then they mentioned that they updated animations and sequences just to help provide a better experience with the third person. I was like, neat. 
And then I realized that uh, third person actually looks pretty cool when you're just walking around, sort of like an more of like an adventure game that is has survival horror elements to it, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I I think uh, the addition of third person just makes I think it's just better to have it as a choice. Like people can play it in first person, people can play it in third person. Nobody can bitch anymore. Except for those stupid people who are like, oh, we need to fix cameras. It doesn't work that great anymore, people. Sorry, but that's the way it is. But um, all jokes aside, uh, it's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like uh, it's, it's the step in the right direction in updates for Resident Evil titles, for sure. And I hope uh, it just plays well honestly uh it'll be like my 13th time playing it to be fair if i do play it again but uh well uh we'll get to there but uh i think yeah i think that's the end of what i have to say uh we'll uh, go on to the next question then all right okay uh real quick how do i sound now you sound uh really good brandon i can hear you clearly <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you. And no suppression was on for some reason. You know, I turned it off before, but hey, Discord being Discord. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, number two, Shadows of Rose will evolve around a 16 year time skip for Resident Evil Village. The year is on 2037 and the timeline of Resident Evil, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how do you feel about this large time skip for, um, uh, for this game in particular and um, how will um, no affect other characters? Okay, personally, I'm actually not a fan of this giant time skip. Uh, I feel like Gagam should not just be going too far ahead in time with you no know, DLCs and stuff and whatnot. Because so let's say if they get to a certain point, though, are they going to end up retroactively retconning a certain event that took place too far ahead? Or, you know, stuff like that, you know? Uh, as far as how it will affect other characters, though, that's honestly a little too soon to tell because it's just really about roles, so we don't know what, what happens with other characters. Hell, someone could be dead, some, but somebody couldn't, you know? Which is another thing why I'm worried about, that they shouldn't go too far ahead in timeline, just, you know, naturally go go forward, rather than just jumping ahead, whether it's DLC or main game, you know? So I'm not too keen on that, personally. Oh, sorry, Renegade, you can go next. Okay, um... I am indifferent on it. On the one hand, the good merits from this timeline jump is that there will be definitely a lot more stories to tell in the past. I'm pretty sure that, um, I, I think me and Ninja were talking about this like before in the server, where it's like these isolated incidents can now be sort of filled in with other characters, other scenarios, and other outbreaks that could have threatened the world in this time. On the other hand, I feel like this is sort of, you know, jumping ahead to the point where we're kind of spoiled to these events not being as cataclysmic as the game is setting up because the world looks fine for what it is. So whatever the case may be, Leon and Chris sort of, you know, work together and they stopped a lot of incidents in this time period, I assume. Uh... I don't know how I feel. Like I said, part indifferent, part looking forward to them filling in the events, but it has to make sense because they could easily drop the ball on this. Personally speaking, I do remember when there was the sort of label on Resident Evil 7 and the sticker coming over from 7 to 8 
and it's saying that rose rapidly grows over time so it's like what are they going to do with that scenario if that still exists for the people that are perfect molded we don't know yet though it is an interesting premise and it's not the first time we've seen time jumps in re just not one that is this massive so i guess i want to see how this turns out the most yet i do have some reservations about it and that's my two cents on it so uh i guess you know what i'll just go from here dead man what is your thoughts on all of this timeline business and we can pass the baton to the next person um well i mean i'm still somewhat new to resident evil i mean i've been playing it for a while but i haven't played uh, the majority of the games so i'm not really sure how well the time skip is going to work or hinder the the expansion um just as a general rule though i i mean a, a couple of years max is probably all you would want to do unless you're explicitly telling a story that's supposed to be set hundreds of years in the future from your previous title kind of like Andro uh, mass effect andromeda or you know if you're like playing somebody's kid um you know from the previous titles kind of like if um in red dead was it red, red dead redemption one like you know if the next game had his son and it was set nine years in the future i mean that would be different because it's an entirely different protagonist um but it's not it wouldn't be like like with resident evil you know you got an outbreak that's happening all the time basically um and so it just it seems like a weird move i mean only time can tell if it's actually gonna be pulled off appropriately um but i mean mostly right now it just to me it seems like a weird decision but we'll just kind of have to wait and see how it plays out uh that's that's about all i got on that sundere go next <laughs> um so my opinion is pretty much almost the same as yours brandon is um I think it's really strange that it's a huge time skip uh, in the game. So I'm curious to see exactly how it works out and the events that are going to come in the future, depending on how many Resident Evil games they end up getting, how it's going to affect how those are and uh, in relation to the heroes and the storyline and everything. So I, it's a really interesting choice. Um, I hope it works out, obviously, but I think it was... <laughs> Really weird thing to do. Ender? At the moment, I'm not so sure about it, but at the same time, I don't know what they're going to do. So it's going to be interesting what they do. So I'm, I guess, looking forward to that, going to see what they have up their sleeve. Just, I'm mid about it right now, but we'll have to find out. Andre? Um, I'm very indifferent to it because I said in podcasts only chat, huge time skips are very risky to pull off. Like, I think the longest the time skip should be is like three to four years max, maybe five. Because I don't know, 16 years just feels it's a lot of time. Because at least a lot of the older RE games, like, usually after like major games, it would be like three or four years. So yeah, we'll see what happens because I know it comes out around October, so we'll probably get the answers by then. But other than that, I'm pretty indifferent to the notion. All right, I guess it's my turn. Um, 
it actually came to a surprise to me mostly because uh, I was under the impression at the uh, after in the end credits of eight where Shells Rose going to Ethan's grave, they implied that it's only been like not the sixteen years; it's been like five or ten, roughly. Then they confirmed it in the DLC, like oh, it's been sixteen years. So I was more shocked and surprised more than anything, and not really uh feeling like any huge endearment towards it. Um, uh, it does mean that, like, a ton of our characters at this turn, this current timeline are, like, should be, uh, having their senior citizen rights, for sure. <laughs> Which is a funny thought. Um, like, Barry's probably, like, in his 70s, maybe 80s. I, I remember somebody put a, like, a spreadsheet of, uh, the, uh, of the years that each uh, character should be, and, like, Barry was definitely, like, he sh he's definitely, uh, he doesn't have an MMR, but, um, I think that they're trying to, they're trying to open up to kind of, like, the future of, uh, Resident Evil in a bit with Rose, so, <laughs> I'm quite, uh, <laughs> Barry is 77, yeah, that makes sense, um, <laughs> sorry if you can hear my cat. <laughs> he keeps calling me, sorry. Um Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Um the 16 years is very surprising. I don't hate it. I'm more interested in the, what they're going to do with it more than anything, but uh that's about as much as I can say, so we can go on to the next question now. Alright, I'll read that off. So, this is uh, question number three. Well, how do you think RE9 will go with this direction? Do you think that Rose will lose her powers in the Shadows of Rose DLC or not? Losing her powers is the main goal of the DLC. Uh, so I'll go first. I don't quite know. Uh, I think one of the most interesting comparisons so far is that when Rose dove into her mind, she sees a doppelganger there and the people compared this to uh what is it little hope with uh resident evil revelations too and the whole natalia double twin thing uh so i think that is kind of cool but in terms of losing her powers no because if this whole trilogy is set up to be about the winter's family then that means that the next game has to be about her in some way with these powers, what they do. And I don't think the full extent of the DLC will answer every question. I do think that eventually Capcom will leave on some cliffhanger. There will be the appearance of the older characters in some fashion. And then when you see Jill ready to kill someone with her walker at like 65 years old then that's going to raise questions even further so i don't think that she's going to lose her powers if anything there will be some weird flux where she might master them and then there could be the opportunity to bring in natalia wesker if they really want to this is the theory that i had in my videos i would like to see her again and that would sort of tie into bringing her back and tying up that loose end from Revelations 2 because we have another big baddie in the works and Barry's like way too fucking old. That would be a way to introduce her into the story yet again. Uh, so that's my opinions on that done. I'm going to pass the baton over to Deadman. 
Well, um, I, I really don't know. I mean, it would be interesting if she, you know, ended up losing her powers for nine. Um, honestly, until we really get to, like, play and see more of it, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. It would kind of make for a cool thing where you, you know, you play through being this OP badass and then you, you know, lose your powers. But I know that's that's kind of a, a hit or miss on whether you're actually going to like that specific, uh, that specific trope that shows up in games. Um, but I mean, I definitely would be interesting to play as. Um, you know, having having these molded powers, and we honestly don't even know what the full extent of those could be yet, or at least I don't. I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of trailer stuff. Usually, I see something I like, and I'm like, okay, I like this. That's it. I'm just gonna wait till I play it. So, if there has been more information, I apologize for my lack of knowledge. Uh, I just want to cut in really quickly on that and say a minute's worth of information. So, because Rose is a perfect molded she has the powers of the mega seat, which means that all the stuff you saw evelyn do she can do and she also has the training of chris redfield so if she wants to turn people's brain into mush and make them walk around as molded and control them she can perfectly do that no problem uh oh, damn. so that means that rose is inherently broken and i guess having that in a survival horror game i think at most she'll either lose those powers temporarily or they might get nerfed or she might control them which will make me a happy man because i will turn everyone into mold and <laughs> i think this is going to be evil but i don't know we'll see so we're gonna pass the torch over to tolkien so I think the DLC is going to be interesting to play through. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the idea of her losing her powers uh, or it going on to Resident Evil 9, if that's what they end up doing. Um, having all the abilities she does to me is like super fucking OP. I would almost hate having it go into a game just like that. It's going to be it would be completely different from every other Resident Evil game in existence. Um, I don't know. I just I'd hate OP characters like they just they're really boring to me. So um, either nerf them, lose them, whatever. I just hope if she has as good of powers as it looks like she might, then I don't want something that powerful going into the next Resident Evil game. That's just my thought on it. Well, Brandon. Uh, hi. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, see, I'm not against the character being strong, but it has to be in the proper context of what's going on. And I feel like roles for a Resident Evil character is honestly a little too strong. So I do agree with Tolkien on that front. But um, I might be the only one here that feels this though, but I think they're going for like a um, Alice in Wonderland or Alice in Madness type scenario. Because you can see like the Mad Hatter as um, Duke and whatnot, and you see like the whole weird shit, trippy shit that you normally see in Alice inside, um, I don't say Evelyn's, um, Rose's mind. I might be far off now reaching though, but I wonder what you guys feel about that. As far as losing our powers, whatever, I feel like she'd be okay with it, <laughs> honestly. Because she doesn't like you no know, being reminded that she's a molded or powerful being, you know. So I'll go ahead and pass the torch over to Interlusion. 
I feel like it's gonna start like with you're gonna get to know Rose and her powers and probably it just depends how long the DLC is you may lose your powers in this DLC but I feel like this is a whole introduction to how Resident Evil 9 will be so they may wait if that happens because you'll you'll be like oh this is how Rose plays and all that and yeah, it just depends how long the DLC is. So we'll just have to see how things tune out. All right. Um, Andre, you got anything to say on this? Uh, oh, about the Rose DLC. Um, at least for me, uh, personally, I think what they'll do is they'll delve into Rose's like, childhood, like, at, you know, when she grew up without Ethan, like, teenage teenhood because i want to say rose looks um i want to say rose is 16 or 17 in the dlc at least that's how old she has to be so i think what will happen is like maybe she'll lose her power for like a brief second but probably by the time the dlc ends she'll probably lose them permanently or she'll or who knows maybe she'll like keep them and accept for who she is and we'll try at least use her powers to like you know protect people from POWs and something like that. So all I can say is about the DLC, it seems like it's I think they're going for this whole like it's in her mind kind of deal. She's trying to like confront the darkest parts of that. So that way she can sort of, you know, accept who she is as a person. So yeah. Alright. AK Austin, you there? Yep, I am here. I'm just trying to manage some problems I have at the moment. See in the text chat. Anyways, um, you know, uh, do I think she will lose her powers or not? Um, I think, uh, kind of like what, uh, Andre was going or hinting towards, uh, is that, uh, I feel like it's gonna, she's gonna start, like, diminishing from her powers is, like, the whole aspect of the DLC while also learning what she grew up with and the backstory of, of, Rose entirely, like, what did Rose go through with Chris? What did she uh, grow up with, with her mother, Mia, and all this stuff? And I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, on the uh, fence that, uh, she, uh, her having these powers is a cool idea. I think they're trying to make her powers, uh, (laughs) her powers go into the realm of like her own, she's scared of her own powers and that might be this is a bit of a theory talk but the things you see in her in her in her uh in that realm is given by her powers her powers the mega might seat wants her to keep these powers so they have a function to exist and i believe that's that's just like a little like hot theory i have right now and it could be true could be not i don't really care I am on the fence that her having powers and being OP is not good for a gameplay stance on a like a cinematic stance and more of like a spectacle. It could be pretty cool. I think her being nerfed is fine. A cheaper way where it could like uh, add more to the story of her character it does leave me wondering what's uh, Resident Evil 9 is going to be because that's definitely like in development or at least in the works so yeah there's 
I, I'm I I think we I think the best case here is that we just play the DLC, and we'll uh see there. Um, we can move on to the next question though. All right. Um, as requested, Andre, you can read up the next question. Oh sure, gladly. Okay. Uh, question four was it? How do you feel about the DLC taking place in Rose's mind and the Duke being an enemy? Um. The Duke being an enemy, you know what? I'm actually really not too surprised because if you remember correctly in some of the concepts for Village, he was actually going to be a lord at one point. Like, I think it was going to be like at one point in the game, Ethan was forced to like fight and kill him. And I feel like if they did that, they'd probably get like a shitload of like golden weapons from him, all the upgrades you can get. But like, it's kind of really interesting though because in the main game of Village, he was pretty chummy with Ethan, and he did help Ethan take down Mother Miranda. But I think now, since time has changed, he's more. There's like a more darker side to them, if that's really the case. So I'm guessing Rose is probably gonna fight like a different version of that Duke. Is what I'm trying. Is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, that's all I really gotta say on the matter. I'll, um, who wants to go next? Uh, uh Renegade, it's your turn. All right, it's your turn, Ren. You can go. Okay, so I have to sort of go off Andre's point. Of course, he was in Resident Evil Village, and you had shady vibes to the Duke, and he was saying all this stuff. And just his size and him, you know, being all quirky and kooky, you would imagine that he would be a villain. And then it turns out after examining the game more that, yes, he was originally going to be the Fifth Lord. So... I think this is their opportunity to capitalize on that idea. And I also think that they're going to look at more cut concepts for Resident Evil Village and say, hey, we can shoehorn that into the DLC, no problem. And he could be this giant spectacle boss fight. But considering that he is in a dream, I wonder how this is going to migrate over to the real world. Is the Duke dead? is this actually going to be something expanded upon in the future will that be a mystery only time could tell but i do know that the scene where he was transporting ethan and he was sort of going on about how this is the end and stuff like that i think he might just be more than what the eye is expecting so they might put some more supernatural elements in there and keep you guessing and that would be good because i think that will add to the duke's mystery along with this character as well as, you know, having him there and saying crazy shit while he is a boss. I can't wait, honestly, and I hope it's just not only him as the main lore in the DLC. I hope they have someone else to sort of supplement that and say, hey, we have two villains in Rose's mind. And I figure maybe that's what they'll do with the doppelganger Rose that you see in the DLC trailer. So that is my opinion on that done. I will pass the baton to Mr. Deadman. It's definitely interesting. I mean, you could look at it in the sense of she views him as the villain because, you know, he knew about her being all cut up and stuff, but, you know, she's an infant at the time and we don't really know if the uh, if the molded is is one of those things that was like you can uh, you can, what is it, like infant remembrance syndrome or something where like you can actually remember stuff when you're an infant. I'm not sure how that'll work out, um, but but knowing about the 
not really cut content, but knowing that he was originally envisioned as one of the lords, that will definitely be an interesting thing for them to look at, especially when it was, you know, already an original concept of theirs and they could end up building on it a little bit greater. Um, and, and it is definitely going to be a little unsettling too, since he was so friendly and so helpful through the main campaign. Uh, beyond that, I don't really have a whole lot extra to say on that. All right, Tolkien's? Um, well, I think it's interesting that they're going to have the Duke being an enemy, considering, as others have stated, he was sussy through the whole game. I had some weird vibe about him playing there. I was like, oh, man, this could, dude could easily just be evil at the end. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it out. But I'm really looking forward to this DLC. So I'm ready for it to drop so I can play it. All right, that leads it back to me. You know what, Ren? I'm going to piggyback off your point of them having other um, bosses, I mean, villains or whatever. I think that it should um, bring back um, old characters as well, like, for example, Jack Baker um, before Lords in um, 8, and Ethan Withers himself as um, bosses. You know, since this is like a hive mind type stuff, you know, that would be pretty no lit to um, her experience these characters. Uh, but yeah, that's all I gotta say on that. I just want to add that piece in, so I'll pass the baton to Indelusion. Um, I I think it's a honestly really interesting as well. We're seeing a different side of the Duke that we haven't seen before, and I'm very excited to see where they go along with this. But I'm liking it. All right, all right, uh, Andre. <laughs> Um, go ahead, um, say your piece. Wait, you already went. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, I um, already. Yeah. Austin. It's my turn. Uh, um, because it, because it says, because you have, but how do you feel about the DLC taking place in Rose's Mine? The Duke and Enemy. Yeah, I, what I have to say about that is that I kind of, uh, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is a lot of her mind playing tricks on her, essentially. This, is like the molded the mold and the megamycetes in her mind having this twisted fantasy world of like Lady D's castle which is also which is also remade as it looks like as well the duke being an enemy i've i've I posted in the chat but the uh, the theory i have like a couple people here might agree as well is that uh it's like an evil version of the duke that's not really the duke it's just the, a reused concept that they had before where the duke was going to be a lord which makes sense like using concept that was kind of interesting but they kind of just scrapped it i think uh a lot of the shit that goes on is gonna uh by uh a reverse psychological effect on uh rose like she's gonna start you probably might see stuff that like oh this is a good person but they're actually evil in this realm we might see like an evil quote unquote Chris, possibly. Um, some uh, I forgot who put it in, but somebody said uh, somebody said like an evil Ethan would be pretty cool. I think that I agree too. That'd be very interesting. Um, yeah, I, it's it's very interesting that it's gonna be like a kind of like a Silent Hill type of vibey stuff. Like a, it's like Alice in Wonderland and uh, Silent Hill. Just super cool, in my opinion. Um, yeah, 
I don't really have much else to say. Uh, a lot of people uh, before me and said about the same thing that I said. So, yeah. Uh, move on to the next question. All right. All right. So, um, as requested, Tolkien, you can go ahead and read the next question. Sure. Right. So, number five. Gold Edition also has three new mercenaries characters that will be added to the game. Chris Redfield, Lady D, and Heisenberg will be joining the cast. What are your thoughts on this update? Oh boy. Um, I like it. It kind of reminds me of, uh, takes me back to Resident Evil 4 mercenaries having different characters to play, which I really enjoyed. I played the shit out of those mercenaries. Um, so I'm really going to enjoy this. And of course, you know, they had to bring Lady D in for all the male simps and bring in Heisenberg for all the female simps and vice versa. And so it's going to be uh, fun to see. <laughs> It plays out with uh, having new characters and such, but it's nice to see a change up in the mercenaries is getting kind of old <laughs> the way it is now. So it'll be a nice change. All right, operative. All right, now I can talk after the Heisenberg simp has taken her turn. So um, mercenaries is finally fixed and i love it so far just ethan going around and being on stage two and completely being decimated because the weapons in the store doesn't equate to what's going on and you're like what the fuck i'm trying to surpass the stage and is very hard and challenging so finally i can go around with heisenberg and smack people with a hammer or go around with Lady D and throw the monsters into each other because she can do that. I think this is great. It's one of the things that people complain about with Mercs. Why is it that Ethan is so bare bones and basic when you go into the second half of the game, which is the level two stages? Um, so hopefully their abilities are definitely overpowered to handle all of this suffering going on in Mercenaries. And I think it'll make the trophy to get um, the cowboy trophy, whatever they call it, it's gonna be a lot more easier that way. I, I, I like Chris, I'll be using him too, and Falcon punching boulders and everything, so I can't wait for that. Now I'm gonna pass the baton over to the next person, which is Brandon, have you gone yet? Uh, well, no, but I think Deadman should go first, and I'll say my piece on it. All right, Mr. Deadman, any thoughts on the new Mercenaries characters? Um, like, uh, like Tolkien was saying, it's, it was always fun to play mercenaries as others. I remember playing the absolute bejesus out of Resident Evil 5's mercenaries, especially because you could play as Wesker. Um, and just being able to not only play as other characters, but other characters that isn't just, hey, you are playing as another character, but, you know, still plays the same. Uh, Lady D and Heisenberg will should uh, play a lot different because they don't really use uh, traditional Resident Evil weapons where they're just, you know, everybody's got guns. Uh, Lady D's got her claws and her just massive amounts of strength, and Heisenberg has got his, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, whatever can, uh, metal kinesis is called. <laughs> it might just be called that. Um, he's got that and his giant-ass hammer, so that should be really fun. and. Uh, will definitely make that mercenaries mode a bit more interesting. All right, oh, the baton go past to me. 
You know, <clears throat> I'm in um same boat as everyone. I'm really intrigued on how they're going to do the new characters because they, they don't have guns, right? So they're going to have a, like a whole new playstyle towards mercenaries because it's obviously always gun centric, right? So I, I welcome the change of pace for the characters. The only um thing I, I wish they did was also add in like maybe Chris's team. Um, what what they call it again? Wolfhound? Uh, sorry, I don't remember the name. Yeah, that's what they're called. Okay. So it, uh, it'd be nice if they um, you know, had those characters in because um, they have guns that not even Chris or Ethan uses. So it'd be a nice way to diversify the loadout stuff, you know, as a little as an option. But oh yeah, yeah, I have no complaints uh, as far as on um, the new mercenaries. So other than though, they could add in new characters. I just hope that you know, stage twos let us use a proper loadout because as Renegade said, um, the Village of Shadows versions of the stages are dreadful because they give you less resources to work with as opposed to the original stages, which is why those are a lot of fun. You can actually mix and match whatever loadout you want and go take out um, the thing. Oh, but yeah, I was not um, I was not a fan of those stuff. But enough um, ranting, I'll pass the um, baton to the Illusion. I'm actually really hyped to play as these uh, new characters. And it it may... I, I think it looks like there's going to be new maps. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I played Mercenaries because I went on that Mercenaries grind. But there's some factory enemies there. And it's just going to be really fun to play as Domitresk, Heisenberg, and Chris. I really enjoyed playing as Chris. And now I can play as Chris more. So that's... It's definitely going to be exciting, so can't wait for that. Uh, Andre? Uh, I I can't wait to play Bloodborne. That's all I have to say. I can't wait to play Bloodborne. But no, um, I'm really excited to play as uh Chris Lady and um Heisenberg. I think Lady is like, I get the feeling she's going to be really slow. Like she'll be like a tank. So what you'll have to really do is just you can slash her with the claws or throw them around like a ragdoll. Eisenberg will probably, I think from what I've seen that trailer, he'll probably use his hammer. Maybe he'll throw metal shrapnels at like a, as a gun. I don't know. Chris, it, Chris, like we don't need to talk about Chris. He's he's the walking armory. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, that's all I really have to say on that matter. But I'm excited. Definitely gonna check back to mercenaries again. All right, awesome, all right. my fans. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, mercenaries being updated, fucking fantastic. Cause I cannot beat the Village of Shadows version of it because it was just so annoying, and so we had to be pitch perfect about the shit. Oh, I can't wait to play Chris. Can't wait to play Heisenberg. Can't wait to play Lady D and just destroy shit. This that's what it seems like. And as people were saying before, there is new maps. They did say they're adding in new levels. Which might be a uh, probably rose levels. I'm just going on a win. It's probably some levels that are factored around uh, Shadows of Rose. Good shout out, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, it's. Gosh. I just. Playing as Chris is going to be fun because of his one punch fucking attack. I'll be like, one punch! My way throughout the fucking game. Um, I hope they update some of the perk systems in this mercenaries. So one of the that's one of the things I liked about the game was the perk system. 
However, it kind of didn't do much when it was Village of Shadows and your weapons were fucking god-awful and piss-poor. But, uh, I wonder if there's going to be different ones, or they're going to uh, do different ones for each character, which would be pretty interesting. And I would love to, uh, see if they do anything around that, but, uh... I don't think anything else to say other than that uh, it's a good update, it's awesome having more playable characters and different playstyles and potentially just a lot more bad shit fun even on the harder levels is great and should uh, keep at it. That's uh, going to be the end of there. Uh, we're on to the next question which is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, actually, I'll say, you want to take on number 6 for me? Sorry? You want to take number 6? Where do we go? Uh, sure, sure. So, question number six. This is for Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, they showed very little of Resident Evil 4 Remake, but now there is a crouching mechanic in the game, and they showed Leon's face. What is your opinions on both? Um, what I have to say is that, uh, crouching mechanic might be a, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, I think it's just... They might be adding a little bit of stealth, maybe. They might be just adding a crouch mechanic to, you know, get across some obstacles, go through some, like, broken hedges. I don't think it's going to be a, a big factor, but we've seen very little of the game, so... I think, uh, crouching might be a, uh... Like I said, might either go tribute to some stealth elements or just exploration and getting through areas. Like it also, like I said, stealth, like you just hide behind a little, like, dumpster, and enemies won't see you, so you can either get a nice shot off, you might be, they might have stealth kills in the game, who knows, it's quite possible, but, uh, you could do some, like, Joe Baker shit and snap some necks. <laughs> uh, and they showed, uh, his face, um, Leon looks great, I think, uh, I showed it to a friend of mine who really loves, uh, playing Resident Evil, especially uh, with Leon. He does need some sleep. Uh, the dude's been through some shit, and he uh, lost the president's daughter. So yeah, he's going through a lot of stressful shit. But like I said, he's probably going to be a lot more professional, like a lot of people are talking about. He's good. He looks very, very... I don't want to say intimidating, but he looks very, like, ready to fuck some shit up. Like, he's... Serious. He's not. He's no. He's no rookie anymore. He ain't no kid. He's a fucking professional. Uh, USA, FBI, CIA, super soldier bullshit. <laughs> he's a Chad. Yes, he is, Andre. I. Uh, I think. Uh, he's. Uh, it's like just a quick little like side off thing. I do believe they might keep a uh, QTEs in a way. I. I have a very good feeling because QTEs was a very big part of the game. And I'll be excited if they do show up again. But uh, well, I had uh, tossed the baton to uh, Renegade. Alright, so... I said this in chat. This crouch button reminds me of Evil Within 2, I'm not gonna lie, where you can go around and sneak up on the enemies. Hopefully you can do that in this game. I want to see some takedowns. That will be one way to compensate if they decide, hey, we're not gonna have melee, but Leon will be able to do suplex city on this guy when his back is turned. 
I'm not sure though that this is going to work in certain sections of the game because you're going to be escorting Ashley around. Are they going to do an update to her? And that's the next question that we're going to talk about uh, because it's going to be quite hard with hordes of enemies, but I would like to see some stealth involved. Maybe uh, if they do it right, it's dynamic. Sometimes you fight, sometimes you flight. So I think that would be the best solution. As for uh, Leon's face and his appearance and stuff like that, his hair is definitely longer. He looks a lot more tired. I know people were complaining about this, saying he doesn't look any different, but to me, he does. He definitely looks older, sharper. Uh, the image with him and the silver ghost is fucking awesome. Uh, they released that too in the video when they were showing RE4. and It just looks so dope and detailed that I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I'm keeping that handgun for the entire game and no one will stop me. I think that it's also interesting that they're putting in stealth and maybe this is an opportunity to fix Island because in the Island for the original, it was a shooting gallery. So maybe you have to take another approach, sneak into the complex and get the drop on the guards before they get the drop on you and things will be much harder that way. I think that would be one way to compensate while making that section tense as well as doing the same for Krauser. We had a discussion about that in chat where it's like, imagine Rambo hunting you in this game and you don't know where he is around the corner. They could put something like a small dense jungle and that would make his section different as well as interesting and intimidating. And I hope that's the way they go because I want to be scared of a human enemy for once in this game. So that is my opinion done and I'm going to pass the baton to Token. Um, okay. So crouching mechanic in the game. I dig it. Uh I like games, especially in the horror realm, that involve a lot of stealth in it as well as combat. So I think it'll be a hopefully it's a good mix of both. Um, some games will just give you way too much ammo, just makes the game way too easy, even on hard difficulties. So, um, yeah, if they involve crouching and have maybe less ammo per se, or it's harder to find or however, um, I'm really going to enjoy that. Crouching makes horror games much more fun, in my opinion. All right, uh, actually, I'm gonna go next now. Let that man go. Um, I'm actually okay with crouching being in it because it gives us more, you know, traversal and other more options to, you know, play around in the RE sandbox. In other words, though, this should actually take into account of how Revelations 2 works, which, by the way, I think the director of that game is also working on this. So I think RE Rev 2 is gonna have a lot of influence on Resident Evil 4 itself. Okay, as far as the um, Leon's face, though, uh, the man needs some sleep. Like, he needs some Tylenol, something, you know, put, put his ass to sleep, man. He, he needs it. But, yeah, the images, um, they came out, especially with the gun, like, Renegade on it. Like, those images are raw as fuck, you know? I, I love those, dude. Like, I'm glad they keep in a sense of style for Resident Evil 4, okay? That's the big thing that keeps me attracted to it, the sense of style. The game looks amazing. But um, that's not that's all I gotta add. So I'm going to pass the baton to um Deadman. I can say I like the crouching mechanic. Like uh, Ren was saying, I I really got some Evil Within vibes from that. 
um kind of hoping like i mean resident evil 4 is you know it is kind of linear and it kind of isn't uh but i'm kind of hoping we have more of like a open area kind of deal with it where we can you know just kind of more freely explore some of these areas and uh and see what exactly is going on and then the crouching with that uh just kind of goes into you know hopefully seeing some really awesome takedowns um because not gonna lie that would be freaking cool especially if you you know learn the map good enough or you know you even if you got lucky and you managed to execute uh, Chainsaw Man, Dr. Salvador, before he ever even got near you with that damn chainsaw. Um, and his his face looks great. I mean, it, it definitely looks like they are using the RE engine to the fullest. And, you know, they, they're taking the model that they had from 2, making him older, since, you know, obviously it's set a few years later. Uh, making him older and just making him look so fucking tired. He, he is tired of dealing with Umbrella shit and all the shit they've caused, and he just wants to go home and go to bed. So we just need to go get Ashley, go home, and sleep for, like, three weeks straight. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ender, go ahead and say your piece. I'm actually really digging the crouching. When I first saw the crouching, I'm like, wow, this looks smooth, but... I'm not, they might implement some, uh, stealth, but I don't really see it. I don't know, who knows, though. We'll have to see how freaking RE4 Remake turns out. And I'm really liking Leon's face, you can definitely see how it's been rough on him. All the things he's done, he's definitely looking much better. Not that he looked bad before, but I I'm digging it for Resident Evil 4 vibes. If you get what I'm saying, that's about it. Alright, uh, Andre. Um, I, I really like the crouching. I think, it, um, if they're going for a more stealthy, if they're going for a lot more stealth than, um, RE4 Remake, count me in, because I, um, I think it can really work a lot in the horror game. Like, you know, if you don't want to, like, waste up too much ammo, you can definitely, like, Stealth your way through areas. One thing I'm really curious about, actually, that I said before in chat was, I wonder how they're gonna handle Krauser's boss fight. Like it'll be a stealth fight where the only way you damage Krauser is you have to hit him like melee attacks or something like that. That'd be really cool. Um, as for like, I'm pretty much sure you all guys said about Leon, but like, man is looking pretty tired. You know, he needs a uh, needs that retirement. Uh, game looks amazing visually. Like the RE engine gets better and better and like visually this game looks like a showstopper so yeah that's all i have to really say all right awesome all, all the argument right so in this case um renike i'm just going to choose you for this one since i had most to say about it number seven please all right so this is question number seven how should they fix ashley's artificial intelligence in this game and i'll go first I think there's a variety of things they could do. Namely, I, I don't want Ashley to go around like a fucking moron and, you know, stand there while I'm shooting bullets and then she pokes her head up and I shoot her in the face. I think there should be some dynamics involved. I think we brought up the conversation on the last podcast about her throwing rocks and 
her having like some sort of defensive mechanic so she's not always getting apprehended 24 7. i also think that maybe they could put in a situation where she could also like get stuff off leon and i think people said that she could even use a gun i i don't know about the gun use but i think leon teaching her how to use her weapons and and get a little bit more situated to the environment would be really grateful one thing that i cited was last of us where ellie can help out joel in these situations and you could just get out of a bind once the ai knows what they're doing but they can still get apprehended they can still get caught and that brings in the tension they're not completely invisible so i believe that they could do some elements like that where instead of her being entirely useless she would be helpful to the environment maybe get you health supplies stuff like that that's all i really need she doesn't have to go super gung-ho into every situation and i do want them to refine the fact that if there's going to be stealth in this game please hide somewhere reasonable while i deal with 30 villagers and they're everywhere and when the chainsaw guy starts to crop up and he tries to nail ashley she could die in one hit so uh, i need the ai to be smart resilient and also aware of the environments uh, i think another good example is haunting ground where the dog would help you out in certain situations and if you don't aid the dog it would be disobedient to you or not listen so if they want to try something as dynamic as that that could work but it remains to be seen so i will pass the baton back to brandon all right, all right. I uh, just want to reiterate that RE4 remake actually is hot. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I do think they should give her more options to work with, like, you know, defense items, among other stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Revelation still is definitely, like, I'd say, as far as RE concerned, not going by outside of um, the realm is a good example of having, like, a secondary um, uh, partner with you. But in the case of uh, RE um, Revelation 2, like, your partner is invincible. Unless you're playing a co-op mode, which is couch co-op unfortunately. So I think you should take that aspect as well and also give her her own unique inventory slot where you can put stuff in, take stuff out, that kind of stuff. And of course, when she's not with you, that's something just locked away. So you get to choose carefully on how what you give her and what not to give her. I think that would be pretty great. Because honestly, though, the worst one of the worst aspects of original was honestly Ashley. Because uh, she could die easily, she could get in the way, you know, the AI fucks up, you know. But it doesn't matter how good you are though, the AI is just not that good, so. Capcom has a lot of um, improvement to do. And with that, though, I'm actually going to pass it over to um, Undead. Well, um, I personally never had that much issues with Ashley. Um, pretty much any place that was that had a dumpster in there, I'd always tell it to just wait in there until I was done doing whatever. Um, but whenever that wasn't an option, she was always kind of a dope. Um, I can't tell you how many times it's like, hey, Ashley, you know, <laughs> go hide here, or go stay there, and then immediately she just gets captured, and it's like, okay, I know she weighs, like, 50 pounds soaking wet, but, like, she could push them off of her or something, or at least try to. Um, so having her be, ha have a little bit more, uh, um, I'm losing the word right here, uh, agency, having her have a little bit more agency uh, would definitely be nicer, especially with, you know, 
things being able to run as well as they are, it would just be really nice to have a companion that you didn't have to babysit, even though technically that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's that's about all I have to say for that. Oh, um, okay, um, Tolkien? Um, I'm pretty much the same as Undead. I honestly, for the most part, even on a harder difficulty and not using the knight armor, I didn't have that much trouble with the AI for Ashley. Um, he just kind of had to strategically place her in areas you knew were going to be safer um, and keep an eye on her more. Uh, but I didn't think it was that horrible. So um, I do hope they make her AI a little bit better in the remake. Um, but please, for the love of God, do not give her a gun. <laughs> Um, you do not give someone who's never had training a gun. She, in real reality, she would shoot somebody's dick off accidentally. So don't be giving her a weapon she's not used to. Let Leon do the work. She can hold his bags or hold his health or whatever. Just don't give her a gun. Well, she worried about people shooting her dicks off. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> nice, nice. Ah, uh, fuck. I was gonna go next. I feel like we can have like a Moira situation where uh, I think Moira used the crowbar. I'm not, I, I can't really remember, but instead, like Ashley uses a knife maybe, but she's not the most skilled. So maybe she can like miss sometimes and then get grabbed. Or like she can also help get ammo and all that. We'll have to see how it is. I really, in, in the vanilla RE4, didn't have much issue with Ashley, but I'm playing through this really difficult mod where there's tons and tons of enemies, so I'm having a bunch of issues. Just, just make her better, I guess. Defend herself at, at the very least, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we can have, like, a stealth kill, like, some, like, Last of Us kind of stuff, like Ren said. Like, she can help with stealth, but I feel like that would also be very OP. We'll, we'll have to see how it is. <laughs> Alright, um... Uh... Andre, go ahead next. Uh, for Ashley and our, So, this is what I have to do. Um, I think what they should really do with Ashley and make her useful, um... Have Ashley, like... If, if any of you guys played Bioshock Infinite with Elizabeth, I think what they really should do is, like, Ashley can point out items for um, ammo for, like, Leon to pick up, but also one thing that can also work is um, she can, I don't know, give her, like, a crowbar or something, or have her, like, distract the enemy. Like, she can throw a rock at an enemy, distract it for a bit, and Leon can either do a melee move or, like, headshot, something like that. I think that would really work well. Um, uh, What was it? I not really sure if the enemy should take Ashley away personally. I want to say, I don't know why, but I want to say make Ashley invincible, but that's really just me. So it's not like, you know, a huge hassle, but yeah, I think that could work better. Yeah. That's all I really have to really say on the matter. So yeah. Austin. Yep. Alrighty, so, uh, <laughs> what I think what they should do with Ashley's AI, I think a really good thing they'll do, and I know some people 
might have a very similar uh, structure. I think that uh, what they should do is that uh, when you meet Ashley, she sucks. She is a civilian, essentially. You can't really do much other than run or hide. But I think throughout the game, Leon, she like watches and observes Leon. And slowly, her AI slowly adapts and gets better to where she knows where to hide instead of Leon asking her. Uh, she helps find items, kind of like a Moira, uh, like a Moira situation with the flashlight or uh, Rev Two. I think that late, like she starts to progress later and later, sort of like an Atreus situation in God of War, where he gets better and the manners get better. But then there's probably a certain point where Ashley kind of deviates back a little bit because of either the Plaga or a bit of a internal dispute between them. Be could be really cool for story purpose, uh, for uh, cool, unique gameplay moments. And I think eventually she might, like, help distract enemies for Leon, so as if the crouching system is, like, a stealth system and she can, like, start throwing shit, help you uh, move around or kills. Uh, if, like, an enemy's about to hit you, she, like, helps you in some way, but she puts herself in danger. That would be really fucking cool, in my personal opinion think having a system like that just makes her the escort type but also that she learns from leon that leon kind of gives her a bit of like uh courage and i believe uh that's like the best in my personal opinion i think that's the best way to take the original ashley ai expand it upgrade it and have it be like she sucks at first but then through watching leon and understanding the progress that he does and what she is able to do she learns how to help how to not get in his way and how to uh, just stay away or a good distraction when she needs to or create a distraction when she needs to for leon to accomplish his goal in this current situation that is probably the best way in my personal opinion that they could uh do that because it, it it just makes sense that she's not a stupid fucking robot. Make her more of a human being where they learn that they could do something. They learn that they can help. And then maybe in the story that Leon might gives her a knife or gives her a weapon that she can use to either help defend herself. If Leon might maybe gets grabbed, there's a chance that she'll run up and fucking shank a bitch just to get him off Leon. That'd be really fucking cool. I think that's actually a really good uh, way to make a very interesting uh, uh, co-op partner in a way where you defend them at first and then eventually they start helping you. It's like the best way I think they could do this. Uh, I think that's all I really have to say is that just make her a companion that eventually gets better in like an Atreus situation in God of War. Super, super good my opinion i think it's a lot more engaging a lot it, it flushes out her character it doesn't make her the stupid uh escort trope it is in they already making her a lot better just with her design i think her design is very cute but it's also very attractive for her age she's super cutesy but then her cutesy might change because of the experiences she's going through <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot happens. Who knows? Maybe when uh, the, eventually when uh, 
Lewis dies. Uh, Leon's like, here, Lewis would want you to have his red nine <laughs> or some shit like that. That'd be pretty funny, but uh, I won't be uh, I get on too much here. Just uh, I think uh, there is a lot to be said about the AI and what they could potentially do with it. But uh, let's move on to our bonus question then. Uh, okay. Oh, Lord. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having technical difficulties all night, man. Yay. Uh, so, number eight, I'm just going to read this one off, personally. Describe your thoughts on the Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, Enhanced Force, if you play them. Okay, I'm going to start with the PC versions, because, um... Okay, so Capcom had the bright idea of removing the DirectX 11 versions of the games, or at least that option. So, um, unfortunately, though, the new ports uh, are... Honestly, not that great if you're on a lower end computer or even mid range, to be quite honest, because I'm technically mid range. And the Resident Evil 2 on particular was garbage. Like the game was stuck in 22 FPS throughout the most of the game when I tried to play it, and it was unplayable for me. For Resident Evil 3, it ran at 60 FPS though, but it was dropped down to 40. So it was not consistent enough. I haven't played 7 because I don't own that one on Steam personally, so I can, can't get my pee on that one. But in 2 and 3, uh, there were dreadful to play for you know, my specifications of um, the PC. Now, thankfully, though, Capcom reversed the decision and added in um, their back, the DirectX uh, 11 version of the game, so now they're playable for me now, and I can use my mods again, thanks, because apparently then you can't mod the um, new versions. I'm not sure how true it is or not. I haven't tried it personally. But um, that being said, um, oh yeah, yeah, sure, it's okay. Uh, that being said, um, the PS5 and technically the Series X versions, um, I played those, all of them, beating them seven, like I think three times. Um, Resident Evil two and three once. I must say though, three it was the one that surprised me the most. I think that looks the best with this ray tracing. You know, it ran pretty solid though, even if there was like minor frame dips. I didn't notice a lot of the personal, unless the game got really busy. Overall, though, the ports on consoles are really good, and I strongly recommend that you actually play those over the PS4 versions and the Xbox Ones. Uh, they're, they're really solid ports. Just um, note, too, if you play on Series S and will use ray tracing, the game will lock at 30 FPS, so keep that in mind if you want to play the game at you know, its original frame rate, which is 60. Uh, that being said, um, I'm going to pass it on to who has played the um, ports? I know Andre has. Anyone else? I've played a bit. Played a bit? I have not played any, so I'm out. Okay, oh, so you're good the Ender. PC. It's only Ender and Andre, right? So, um, Ender, yeah. I'll let you go next. Um. Oh. oh. So, I played a bit of uh, all three of them. They look graphically improved when it comes to the ray tracing. I, th I, I wasn't so sure about... I think textures are the same. Sucks that you can't use mods on them, but you can go back to the DX11 versions. I've seen uh, some people's experiences. I, I haven't played it on my PS5 because I don't, I don't have the space, but it looks like there's some issues with like graphic shadows and all that. It's So maybe they may need to fix those with both ray tracing on and off, it looks like. But... Other than like the 10 15 minutes I played at the PC port, it's not looking bad. Uh, 
Um, Andre, go ahead, go next. Oh yeah, um, I go real fast, but um, I played. Well, I recently played Resident Evil Three Remake recently, and um, I uh, the PS Five because it's uh, it's a free upgrade on PS Five along with two and seven. And it looks really good. The load times are a lot faster, and it's a lot more. It looks a bit sharper, at least from the PS4 version. Because when I played it on PS4 in like 2020, uh, load times were pretty long. It caused my console to get pretty high at times because it was like pushing it to its limits. But overall, I'd say the upgrade. But what Brand said before, it looking the best. Yeah, it does look really nice. Um, I'm definitely gonna try out RE7 next once I'm uh, done with the remake. But yeah, that's all I have to say on the matter. Hey, I forgot to mention the load times too, because um, they're insanely quick, man. Especially oh, for yeah, dude. seven, seven really need those um better load times because that took forever on PS4. I agree. Like, man, it makes a difference. All right. Well, since nobody else um is going, so um, anybody got any bonus thoughts, questions? Yeah. Uh, can I add? Can I add real quick on seven? It sucks uh, that you still can't skip the cutscenes like the beginning cutscenes yeah seven you can't skip the cutscenes at all yeah. for god i wish they did it. i wish they fix that though but you know it's yeah. probably hard coded into the engine who knows but anyway yeah. go ahead um we want to add in um this is just yeah. the 10 minute you know talk about whatever segment so if there's any like sort of final questions you guys can now interject and talk for like 10 minutes uh I don't know if I, I I had a point and then I forgot that I was gonna add it, so I'll let you guys go. And it wasn't about the Alice in Wonderland because I did brought that up. Oh, that was for later. That was cool. I I guess if they did that, that would be more equivalent to uh, the fairy tale storytelling that was in the original Village of Shadows book. So I guess maybe that could add some more foreshadowing and premonitions to the storyline. Hmm. Mm-hmm. American McGee's Resident Evil, I guess. Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> oh you know, what was it? But I'm just really curious. Um, this is for RE4. I'm actually really curious in how they'll handle Lewis's role. Like, will they go in detail with like his past in the remake of 4? Possibly. But, like, I just want him to be playable, honestly. Yes. Uh, I, mean, I, got, you know, I feel like I got robbed of Lewis, man. He's not even a playable character in Mercenaries. Yeah. Man. Come on. He's such a cool character. He deserved a lot better. Same with uh, a lot of the other characters in the series. You know, Carlos Sheva. <laughs> uh, well, at least they were playable. But you yeah. don't play as um, Lewis. Yeah. So I'll let James You know, mercenaries. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, Brandon Lewis is the same voice actor as Spider-Man from the... Well, it was one of the PS1 Spider-Man games. Yeah, yeah uh, he was oh, Reno he, Romano. He, That's his name. Yep, Reno Romani. That also Batman, the Batman WB show. So that's a little fun factoid for today. Uh, I think I, I think I said in chat if Lewis just dies this time and he gives Leon his gun, I think that would be more of a emotional moment. So I hope that's actually in the game. Oh, uh, I'll be fine with that. In fact, though, um, they should do the thing where in the original, you remember if you do all the blue um medallions, you get the was it the black tail, but you get an upgraded one. Um, the Punisher. Punisher, yeah, that's what. It's, thank you. So I think they should do that as well for those guns. If you pick it up or instead of buying it though, if you get it off him, you'll get a more custom version of the gun, which just has like a few maybe specs over the stock one. That way, it give you a head start. Then that'd be a neat idea. 
Yeah, it, it means that it it'll be like a different gun. I, I think um, what is it? Fuck. Uh, the Magnum, the Colt Python, and remake one. It was way different with the one that you could get from the graveyard as opposed to the one you could get off Barry as well. Yeah, it was different different ammunition. Which I forgot the ammo type. Uh, I know one of them is a forty cal. I think that's Barry's guns. Mm -hmm. And he uses like a Smith and Wesson forty. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, okay, so um, any more thoughts, opinions, questions, answers? Um, I'm excited for the games, that's for sure. Yeah, token? Yeah, pretty much the same. I'm just excited for the game to finally come out. It feels like we've been waiting about a decade. I'll be a fucking granny by the time it actually comes out. You already are. Uh, <laughs> oh, <but. laughs> I'm going to feel old when freaking the last part of Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out. But you feel old, man. By the time that happened, I'd be 30. Same, I'll be 30 by then. Uh, that's going to be an even be longer wait. And you're like, damn. I'll be, like 20, I'll be 27, I think, when uh, the last part comes out. Fuck. I think they said, um, I think they said it would be, take me like maybe one or two more years, so it won't take that long. I'll be like 25 to 27 when uh, the last one comes out. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> the wait. Yeah. Yeah, Rin, that's 42, token that's 38 or whatever, so... Stop! Yeah, <laughs> Stop! 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 No! Stop! Spoilers, You're breaking right. me. Stop it! We're from Boston now! Instead of dream... <laughs> instead of dream daddy, she's gonna be dream grandma in a minute. Fuck off, Ren! Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> Enough of this insanity here. Let's go ahead and do outros. Um, I'll start from the top. Um, Austin. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it was fun being here. I'm AK Austin. You can find me on Twitter under the same handle, AK Austin. Uh, yeah, very fun uh, podcast. Very chill. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, pass it off to Andre then. Uh, it was a really fun ass time. I definitely had a great time talking about um, Ari with you guys. Um. You can find me on Twitter, Andre B. Venom. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Uh, I haven't really uploaded that much, but yeah, definitely can't wait for more in the future, especially when RE4 does inevitably come out next year in March. All right. Um, tokens and Sunuri. Go ahead, actually, so. Um, you guys can find me at YouTube under Lady Tolkien, where I am currently doing a playthrough of the Quarry, which is fantastic, by the way. And I am also on Twitter um, under Lady Tolkien Seven. Yeah, I think we can get on um, YouTube. Check it out at some point. Uh, yeah, man. You can find me on Twitter, uh, usually talking about bullshit or whatever I'm doing on YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure when, but at some point, I'm going to cover all of the Resident Evil games. I imagine it'll be probably sometime after the 4 Remake comes out. I feel like that'll be a good time to start doing that. <laughs> yes. uh, you can find me at, sorry, you can find me at Deadman Gaming on YouTube and Deadman Gaming 13 on Twitter. All right, and last but not least, you can find me on uh, Twitter at ImmortalBrando. Twitch at Sir Brando. Uh, I do have a link tree, uh, so you can check that out on my pages. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Uh, do my goddamn like, outro. You know, any regenerators or anything, eat your legs off or anything like that, you know. No, oh. don't skip me, fuck you.
Oh, hey, <laughs> there was a part we forgot to mention. Yeah, I am he... gonna be fucking terrified of those things. <laughs> oh, yeah, the new regenerators are gonna be. Ugh. They have to be like super ugly looking and tall, and they're still gonna have that breathing, I assume. So just just imagine that that thing coming like towards you in the hallway, just redesigned. I also want to see the Verdugo as well because I wonder how they're gonna do him also. No, I want I want a thing to crawl on his legs. The regenerators like um start crawling all fours. Like imagine how creepy that would look. Oh, that'd be insane. I can't, you, dude, I actually can't wait for all the death skins in that game. That's gonna be nuts. Like, please Leon, don't be censored. Please, please. Like Leon getting his head cut off. Leon getting, oh, like, sure. sliced <laughs> too. That'd be insane. All right, huh, uh, Ren, after yourself so we can leave. Okay, so you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. And you can find me on Twitter at Rent Operative underscore. I have uploaded slew of new videos so far uh gears playthrough uh, i've uploaded uh, a lot of stuff on my channel ies channel check us out the infinite ammo syndicate and i'll be working on some marvel stuff next week so look forward to that all right uh, yeah you catch out OnlyFans fans too and whatnot I'm yes yes definitely <laughs> uh i guess we will see you guys later for the next podcast uh when there's more news updates and when the dlc comes out we'll do like a little mini review on it and what we think of the story because i'm sure 99 percent this has to cliffhanger into resident evil 9 so uh all those spoilers will definitely be happening on october the 28th so look forward to that we're gonna sign out so we will see you people next time later